When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harvey, now is not the time to be discussing this. Yes, it is, because Samantha and Alex are about to go to war. If you're talking about Dexart Insurance, I told her to settle. Well, she didn't. She went to Lewis, called in a chit to make him drop Gavin Andrews, and I didn't let you become managing partner just so you're lieutenant. You didn't let me do anything. And if Samantha did that, I'll deal with her. How? Because as far as I can tell, You've never dealt with her. Okay, you listen to me. No, you listen to me. You've let her do whatever she wants ever since she got here. Alex has been fighting for this firm ever since he got here. And I made him a promise- Before you two go any further, we got a bigger problem. Tommy Bratton wasn't bluffing. He just sent over a trial date. It's for a week from today. Shit. Exactly. So you two need to stop fighting each other because now we gotta fight him. No, we don't. Because I know why Bratton's doing this. What are you talking about? You thought Bratton wouldn't risk going to prison for this. Well, he will. And I know why. Suits season eight, episode nine is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about motion to delay, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino back here with a guy who does a pretty decent Jamaican Schwarzenegger. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm I'm doing well, but uh, we do have to talk about Jamaican Arnold. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, we we rarely see Robert Zane go down the wormhole with these people on like on these references and stuff. He kind of feels like he's above above it all a lot of times. But here we have Harvey and Robert just kind of doing Arnold imperson- impersonations. Harvey thinks that Arnold is German, and uh, Robert Zane thinks that he's Jamaican. I, mm-hmm. I was kind of confused as to why why they were both doing this. <laughs> what was happening? Yeah, I don't even know the. Uh... <laughs> Content. How we got here? <laughs> They're just saying like random uh, things, you know. I think that Suits tries to go back to like, hey, remember? There's a lot of references on this show, and it's like we haven't done that in a while. But yeah, I don't think that necessarily Harvey and Robert Zane. Uh, it's not exactly like uh, the heyday of Harvey and Mike, right? Exactly, because and I mean, it's not like Mike had the best impersonations or impressions, but I mean, it was better. They than had this. a Stallone off once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between a Stallone and uh, and an Arnold? Can you you can do them both, right? Yes. I mean Stallone, who we talked about on nothing but Netflix a couple of weeks ago, is like, hey, yo, hey, Robert Zane. So you know. Uh, and then uh, Schwarzenegger uh, is probably a little more. Listen, Robert, <laughs> to the law firm. <laughs> Jargon von Strangle. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're both expendables, okay. right? Right, that's what I was like. They're the same. At this point, they're peers. I think we're, that was the thing we talked about in the Nothing But Netflix. Yeah. Uh, you know, Schwarzenegger was in was the like, Stallone doc. Yeah, he was. He was his ops. You know, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger wanted to be Stallone so bad, but Stallone is a real thespian and a writer. Maybe that's you know? the backdrop of another great rivalry of Alex Williams versus Samantha Wheeler, which is going on here as there are two. Are two battering rams going against each other? <laughs> One of them will be senior partner. Yeah, and let it's them getting fight. contentious. It, uh, yeah, I, I, they let them fight. At the end of this episode, Harvey and Robert Zane say, 
you know what? We've been trying to stop this fight from happening because it's going to tear the firm apart. But isn't it tearing the firm apart for us trying to stop it? For, so why don't we just, you Let know. Let nature take it, its course. Right. Winner take all. Survival of the fittest. Whatever the case may be. We got we got in one corner, Alex Williams, you know, uh, representing uh, Shady uh, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> and Starboard then, Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Samantha on the other side who. I guess is wearing the white hat here because she knows Gavin sucks. She's like, I'm representing the insurance company. Am I supposed to be rooting for the insurance company in this, in this case? Dex hard insurance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, whoever and the ruins this, painting. Yeah. Right. Whoever wins this case gets all the marbles and gets their name up on the wall. We finally come to a head because they have been building yeah. to this for a very long time. And I honestly didn't feel like the stakes were that high because I mean, with all due respect, who cares about Alex Williams and Samantha? You know, like they, they're just like tertiary characters almost in this season to me because they're so new. And so it's like, yeah, one day I'm gonna get my name on the wall. I'm like, okay, good for you. You know, but now you know how many have names have, have like, been on that wall. Right. A lot of names have been on the wall. Are they gonna have to change the title sequence if something happens like this? Like gotta put so. Williams or Wheeler up there. This is crazy. Yeah. Okay, so, all right, uh, Alex and Samantha is going on, but probably uh, the bigger deal is the return of Tommy Bratton. And, you know, it's interesting that this came up. You know, this was similar to what happened with Frank Gallo, of uh, that Frank Gallo came back, popped up, and then uh, ultimately, like, okay, well, I guess uh, Frank Gallo's dead. Uh, and then here comes Tommy Bratton and it's like, all right, he's going to be fighting tooth and nail. He's going to be the big bad here that we've been talking about maybe for the home stretch of suits. And by the end of the episode, he died too. Yeah. Everybody keeps asking, why is Tommy Bratton so hell bent on, uh, on getting y'all uh, in trouble for this thing? He could go, he could go to prison. This man was literally responsible for the lives of a bunch of people and he got away with it. And he's like, Yeah. I still want to take you down. They're like, but you will go to jail. He's like, yes, I don't care. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get revenge. I need to be back in was. charge of my firm. Yeah. It, well, he didn't get revenge. So it was almost, he, he wanted it to be the last thing he did. He was unsuccessful. But Tommy B came here with an ax to grind and nobody could figure out like, why won't he just let this go? Come to find out the man has nine months to live, allegedly. Mm -hmm. estimate estimate it give or take give or take a few months uh and so he's willing to fight this to his dying breath sadly for some people probably not for our, our general cast tommy b he does die his dying breath comes a lot sooner than he thought uh due to the stress of probably this fight they say it was the fight of you know fighting off cancer because you know that's a real thing but at the same time like bruh they was coming at him left and right, like, "Hey, man, we gonna take you to jail in the meantime." So, unless you want to, they, I think Robert Day literally said, "Hey, go be with your family." No, it was Harvey. He's like, mm -hmm. "Go be a family man for nine months," and he was like, "I don't care. This is all I got," you know. And so, yeah, Tommy B goes down uh, swinging, and uh, you know, I guess Gould is like, "All right, well, that killed my boy. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done too. I don't really need to, you know, I don't have a horse in this race anymore." So, yeah, Tommy B here today, gone tomorrow. Okay, so. Ultimately, yeah, we find out that, okay, uh, Tommy Bratton, he wants payback for everything that happened with the whole saga, who can forget, with Alex Williams, and that they tried to like make him be the patsy for everything that was going on with this prison, and then they ultimately, they got out of that, but then there was also the whole thing of, oh, we still have to deal with Gould, and then we got him on tape, on the dictaphone, and so 
they're feeling like, okay, well, we know how to fix this, but you know, Donna is uh, thinking, uh, I don't know if they've really got this. Donna is like very like giving a lot of disapproving looks of like, she's basically the uh, knows better on every <laughs> other than every other lawyer. She's like, mm, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's that's not it. Because um, she's like, so he's risking going to prison just to get revenge on y'all. Like y'all have the, like from what she can tell, they have all the leverage. So why is he even having this fight? And they're like, <laughs> we're going to shut this down quickly. She's like, I don't know about yeah. that. And so eventually she goes to Harvey and is like, Maybe you should call Frank Gallo's daughter. We haven't heard from her in a while, yeah, right? Yeah, because I think nope. that what they're trying to say is that Tommy Braden's going to say like, oh no, we paid, you guys paid off Frank Gallo on the tape to make him say what he did. And that's, I don't know if they're also like linking together the money that was given to Frank Gallo's daughter and saying that that was basically like a payoff for him making this admission. And so Donna goes to Frank Gallo's daughter, kind of like, Ultimately, like, uh, I don't know if we needed this because um, it's basically Tommy Bratton is going to have a heart attack by the end of the episode. But Frank Gallo's daughter is like, no, I never knew the man that he turned out to be. So if I go to court, I'm going to testify and say I never knew my father to be a person who I think was reform core, but he was not a reformed guy. Yeah, not at all. Uh, that's the thing. She's like, they know that at the end of the uh, his life, Frank Gallo really wanted to make amends with his daughter and make things right for not being present and for, you know, basically being a criminal and all that stuff. And so that's what the people at ZSL know. But as far as Frank Gallo's daughter, though, they just showed up with some money. It was like, hey, your your dad gave you this. He hopes you don't hate him. So, okay. But does she ever know him? No. So if they put her on the stand, she's not going to be up there and be like, my dad was misunderstood. She's going to be like, no, nah, he kind of sucked and he do anything for money. And somehow he got a bunch of money before he died. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I don't really know if that helps your case a lot. Also, he did die because of all of this, you know, um, he was informing and stuff. So eventually Frank Gallo was killed. Uh, he didn't just randomly die, you know? And so, it's PSL's fault. Now, ZSL's fault. And the thing with Robert Zane, he's in all this, too, because now they're like, hey, you conspired with them. You know, it's no coincidence that Robert Zane just managed to just float his ass over to the to the next uh, name partnership after his own partner, uh, Rand and Caldor, tried to leave him high and dry. So they're mm -hmm. like, you were in on it. Y'all conspired. And quite frankly, they're not wrong. They did conspire. <laughs> it was it was an inside job. Oh, a lot of conspiring going on over <laughs> at every version of Pearson Hardman, Zane Spector lit. So um, this was wild. I thought that. So Lewis is like, don't worry. I've still got the Eli Gould on the dictaphone. You know, this one dictaphone has been going for like seven years. Like, I don't think it is even Bluetooth. I don't even know how they get the files off of the dictaphone onto a computer. Like, I think it's not a smart device. Like, I don't even know how you, maybe there's an SD card and you could take the SD card out. And like, I don't know what a 2011, 2012 dictaphone it actually can do, like what the connectivity looks like. But that being said, Lewis goes to Eli Gould and is like, I've got the original copy right here on this. Eli Gould should have like got up and smashed that thing. Um, also that Lewis like goes to his house and Eli Gould is like, what are you? What the hell are you doing in my house? Um, uh, could you Eli, imagine, Chappelle? Like you're in your home, and like some rival lawyer is just like walks into your room. <laughs> like what? The it, it, it walks what in the very hell? polite. Like 
He came in like, Eli, I hope you don't mind. Your wife let me in. What are you doing here? Yeah, I do have the evidence that can incriminate you. Like, your wife yeah. let me in. Can I grab a like, snack as well? Can you imagine I'm sitting here at like a, like my de my desk here, and then like a rival podcaster walks in like, your wife let me in. Like, what? <laughs> You're like, Mike Blue, how'd you get in here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, right. Get yeah, the hell out of Like, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the cops. Why are you like, here? Are you? You can't call the cops on me. I got this dictaphone. I got, yeah, uh, I've got. Yeah, Lewis and the I've dictaphone. I've got the unedited recordings of all your podcasts. Right, Lewis and the dictaphone is like uh, Macaulay Culkin and the Talk Boy. You know yeah. that he had in Home Alone. You Home know? Alone Two, I think. Home Alone Two, exactly. Was yeah, on exactly this morning that. at my house. Oh yeah, it's best best Christmas movie of all time. Well, it's like third best Christmas. Get out of here, you little pervert! Listen, and he records it. You know that's what I'm saying. The, he's he's walking around here like Kevin McAllister recording everybody on this one device and he probably has a little tape like I, like you said I don't, it doesn't seem like it's a smart device it just looks like he has like the most primitive piece of technology is tearing this firm apart it's like oh yeah but Lewis and his dictaphone Daniel Hardman uh, gave it to him right no I thought he got it as a gift from mm -hmm. was it uh, not Norma I guess maybe it was Donna I think we gotta go back I, did Daniel Hardman give it to him I, I don't think so let me look here. Yeah, go ahead. Let me look, look up Lewis the yeah. dictaphone origin story. <laughs> yeah. So Lewis is like, yeah, Eli, we got you. You know, I got this tape recorder. And Eli honestly is fed up. He's like, bro, yeah, at this point, just use it. Just use the damn tape because I'm sick of this. You know what? Like, and I was thinking, okay, Lewis, like, seriously, Eli is not playing ball. You're trying to leverage this tape to get him to, to fold, and he's not folding, but you still got to turn him in, right? Like, for me, like, if you, if you, if your blackmail stopped working, then give it up. You mm -hmm. don't have the power anymore, so you might as well take Eli down. I mean, what good is it? Uh, like, what good is it going to do you to leave Eli Gould around, just like trying to thwart your plans in the background? Get okay. rid of him. All right. So, uh, first thing that I found. Okay. So uh, that back in 2012. Um, so this is the XJS 5000 dictaphone from Suits. Uh, this is from HomebrewAudio.com. I like to keep an eye out for audio recording references in pop culture, such as when watching television shows, movies, etc. This past week, uh, June 21st, 2012, on the USA Network series Suits, the character Lewis Litz received a gift from one of the managing partners, the despicable Daniel Hardman. When Lewis oh. opened the box, he saw what appeared to be a handheld audio recorder. He said, the XJS 5000 dictaphone. How the hell did you know? Well, this is a real model of a device uh, that, uh, or the XJS 5000 is the Sony... ICD SX712 digital voice recorder. It got uh, discontinued in 2014. Um, you can still get them on Amazon, but so I think that there is an SD card, but it's not a tape. Okay, but it is basically a talk boy, right? Because that's the thing with the talk boy is that if you tried to go buy one, you couldn't. You know, mm -hmm. it's not it's, it's gone. It is an antiquated piece of material that Lewis has had for way too long because um, we're up to 2018, I believe, in our suits run 2017. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, 
this started this this whole journey with the with the dictaphone started in like 2012. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very long time. I think it's time for Lewis to upgrade. You know, you Lewis, you might not know this, but you could actually record people using your cell phone now. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think yeah. you could uh, way back when. I think I used to have like one of these for like very like old school like uh, like okay, like take this to do like a podcast interview like on the road and yes, so, yes. So like I definitely had a device similar to this okay you got rid of the dictaphone you threw it away i mean i didn't need it so much i got better equipment that was that was bigger (laughs) but this was something you could like like kind of hold in your pocket like a little bit more of a smaller thing but again um amazing that like we never deleted like the eli gold files and like never put them anywhere else seems like lewis like uses this quite a bit yeah, my thing is, look, listen, don't delete the files, whatever, keep them, whatever the case may be. But when you go to Eli, you're like, this is the smoking gun that we need to take you out. And Eli goes, I don't care. At that point, take them out anyway. Mm-hmm. If you don't care, fine. You yeah. know, you try to leverage it. It doesn't work. But then also take Eli's soul and just spread it. His, you know, just like, why is he around? We should never hear from Eli Gold again because you have the yeah. technology. And it's primitive technology, but you have it. Yeah. And Eli Gold, he basically is going to eventually tell them like, hey, give me $5 million. I'll make this whole thing go away. That's less money than you. Tommy Bratton is wanting from you guys. And uh, they're thinking about it. But ultimately, uh, like they can't figure out why Tommy Bratton is willing to push it this far. And so they find out the real reason why he's uh, Lewis uh, knows why Bratton is willing to risk this. They find out that he had cancer. And we find out that, you know, spite is a hell of a drug. Yeah. It's, he said, I need something to live for. And if I have to live for fighting, you know, tooth and nail to take you out, uh, then that's what I'm going to live for. Now, it does not always work as we see that because Braden does die shortly after this grand announcement that he's going to live as long as he can. But not from the out. cancer. But not from the cancer. It was from the stress of fighting with them. So they actually killed him. Uh, well, they say it was from the stress of fighting the illness, but whatever. He was supposed to be able to fight this as long as he lived. You know, that's why I say about some of the evil politicians like like Clarence Thomas. They just don't die because they just like have like an axe to grind against the world. Mm-hmm. Like he was sent here to like to uh, to make life miserable for everybody else. And so he can't do, he can't die basically until it's time, right? Um, no disrespect to the, the relatives of him, but- Only I mean, the good die out. young, Chappelle. Only the good die young. That's what I've heard. A wise man once said, yeah. Yeah, several times. Probably more than once. Uh, But yeah, um, so eventually he does die. You know, I think what ZSL was looking at is they thought this was kind of like a bluff. Like, hey, obviously they're trying to good cop, bad cop us here. Like, oh yeah, Tommy's going to take you down, but Eli's offering you a way out. But you got to admit to this thing and you got to lose your license. And Robert Zane ultimately like, hey, I don't care no more. Yeah, let's air this stuff out. You about to die, and we're going to wait you out. They said, we're going to keep delaying this as long as we can. Motion to delay, motion to delay, motion to delay. So you will use all of your life energy to to mm-hmm. fight this, um, and we will wait as long as it takes to for you to die. And so uh, yeah. Bratton just finally bows out. <laughs> okay, and then when they get the word Tommy Bratton died, uh, Robert Zane, this hits him pretty hard. He's like, yeah, I, mean, I didn't love op- the guy, but I knew the man for 30 years. Give me a minute. Yeah, uh, in Lego Batman, I believe uh, it was like, "Hey, the Joker, the Batman, Batman was gone." And Joker's like, "What? What? What? What do I? What do I do? You know, like I thought this was this was kind of our thing. We, I, I do crime, you show up, we fight, whoop, 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 throw me in jail. Mm-hmm. If you're not around, what do I have to live for? You know, it's like, wow, I, this is kind of 
it's kind of sobering, right? It's like uh, they might they might, they probably weren't always ops, but I think one time in the Facebook group, uh, it might have been Anessa or, or Jessica Frey was saying that you know these lawyers be really in tight knit communities. Like you co- yeah, go yeah. to trial against the same lawyers over All and over and over again, right? And so it's just like he's it's a face that he's used to seeing, and it you know facing uh you know his mortality is probably going to ch- cause Robert Zane to look at his own and be like, damn, you know, so. Uh yeah, pour one out for uh Tommy Braddon. I hate that. I hated that guy. Um mm-hmm. that's it. That's all I got to say. Those are the kind of words. Okay. All right. I guess let's uh circle back to Alex versus Samantha and then we'll talk about what's going on with Katrina. And so uh this case, you know, can you believe we turned down Delta to represent this like two bit scam airlines <laughs> starboard airlines that uh maybe is like uh getting paid things ruined and then the insurance company doesn't want to pay for that yeah and that's the thing samantha's been very upfront hey alex this guy sucks why are we doing this stuff for this guy because alex is trying to get his name on the wall but alex just know this guy sucks. And I think if you're watching from this like audience perspective, you kind of you're inclined to believe Samantha. She has no reason to be lying about this to this point. But Alex is like, nope, this is my client. Gotta help him out. And I'm thinking, bro, we we turned down Delta for this. Really? Mm-hmm. And now you have um this painting has been damaged. Uh and um I guess it is insured as well. And so um Gavin would gain a lot of money if something happened to that yep. painting. Uh, but the insurance company is like, you're a fraud. And the reason why we know you're a fraud is because Samantha is like, hey, this guy sucks. This guy is probably a criminal. We're not paying it. And so we're looking at, you know, this big fight between Alex and Samantha because Alex is defending a guilty person and Samantha's, you know, trying to take him down. Yeah. This better be one hell of a painting that's worth $145 million. Is this the what do they call it? A veneer? <laughs> yeah. A Renoir? I don't, I don't know. know. Listen, I, one, uh, listen. You want to find a blind spot, Chappelle? Yeah. I I don't understand it. It mm-hmm. all looks like painting to me. You know. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're, they're going back and forth, and uh, the insure they represent the insurance company. They represent the airline. This is a conflict of interests, and so. Um, they're going back and forth on this whole case. Uh, Samantha goes to Lewis and basically, I didn't know this was such a big shit that she got to call in of Lewis. You told me to drop Delta. Now I'm telling you, you need to back me on this. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. She, he, she dropped Delta, but also like she had like been doing other stuff for Lewis as well. And so when she finally comes to him, she's like, listen, I didn't. I didn't tell you you owed me and you were going to get my name on the wall immediately. But come on, man. She went against Robert Zane, who we know always has her back. And she got Jan, she dropped Delta for this whole Alex mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah, at this point, Lewis, you got to do her a favor. And Lewis was like, yeah, I kind of have to. Because if you lose Samantha's lo- uh, loyalty in this, for sure, then you're never going to have any runway. Because you're, you're going to need her. Like She's Robert Zane's right-hand man. And so... She she probably puts her hood down and says, "Louis, you have to help me." And so Louis goes to Harvey and is like, "Hey, uh, we gotta gotta get rid of this Alex thing." And Harvey is fed up. He's like, "Oh, so we just gotta give Samantha everything she wants, doesn't mm-hmm. like? Yeah, this time you you kind of do. Yeah, you're indebted to her." All right, so you know Alex is getting mad. He's yelling at Louis. Uh, Donna tries to smooth things over, and Donna goes to Samantha and says, "Look, Samantha, let let this one go. Back down. Like, let's let." Just let Alex go on the wall. Come on. And then yeah. Samantha says, oh, 
What about the patriarchy around here? Hey, I respect the move. She's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you thought. Uh, yeah, Donna's like, so listen, Samantha, here's the compromise. Let Alex go up there first, and then they'll get you up next. And Samantha's like, how do you know? She's like, you're a lawyer. Put it on writing. Make sure that in a year's time, it says that in the contract, you're obligated to be named partner by X date. Problem solved. And as a viewer, I'm thinking, look at Donna. That definitely worked. And Samantha says, Donna, listen, this is why we love you, because you're so solution-oriented. But let me tell you something. This ain't even about that no more. It is not about the solution. It's about the fact that I'm better than him, and I deserve to be on that wall before him, and I don't care if I can put it in writing. Mm -hmm. And you might want to let the patriarchy go a little bit, Donna. You're supposed to be Team Samantha first. You know, come on. Uh, And um, so Donna... Just put Jessica's name back up there. Right, right. Yeah, let, let's go support Pearson again. Uh, but yes, so Donna actually looks at this and says, well, you make valid points. You know, uh, okay, well, good luck. You know, I respect it. Go ahead and fight the fight. Yeah, Samantha, this is this is less about, you know, whose name is on the wall and more about, like, you owe me this. I've earned this. I've fought. And uh, Alex ain't, as, he ain't good as me. Now, Rob, we've talked about maybe Alex not being the most competent lawyer here, at least depicted as that on on suits, do you feel like he is uh, more worthy of being on the wall than Samantha? I don't think either of them should go on the wall. Alex, Ooh. I feel like uh, has like where has Alex like really shined in terms of like being a lawyer? I don't think I've seen him like really like win one case. Uh, and then Samantha is like uh, a lunatic. Um, she's <laughs> never plays by the rules. I mean, she's just like a, a mercenary. Yeah, I would put either of their names on the wall. Yeah, it's it's almost like we're surprised Samantha's name wants to be on the wall. She kind of gives me like Travis Tanner vibes, you know, where it's like I just go where the money is. I'm willing to fight. I'll do whatever it takes. You you break the glass in case of emergency. But uh, they made promises and assurances to both of them, and so one of them is going on the wall, and we have a showdown between the two of them to figure out who that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to we're going to get down to like Harvey and Robert Zane talk and like, you know what? Let's let them fight. Winner becomes name partner. Yeah. And so we could potentially have a showdown. Specter Lit Williams or Zane Specter Lit Wheeler. Uh, It's going to be really hard for us to say this on the podcast every week. Either way, it's ZSLW. Yeah. So we got let's. I like a good fight. And I told you, I like when these people are in the courtroom. And so uh, for me, I'm excited to see what happens next because, uh, yeah, in the courtroom, uh, they kind of shine. I like to see all the undercutting and the back and forth and all that good stuff. And so, you know, I signed up for a legal drama. I love Lewis's background stories and stuff like that, but that's not why I came here. So, yeah, let's get him back into the ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. We also have Katrina. She has finally become senior partner. Lewis uh, blindfolds her, walks her through the office. I mean, uh, what do you think the other people walking through the hallway saw when they see Lewis uh, walking around a blindfolded? What, what's that called? Bird? <laughs> bird? Uh, bird box? Bird boxing her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially because Katrina already knows what's going on. She's like, uh, Lewis, it's very obvious what this is. You know, Katrina, she's not uh, like... She's, you know, we've called her kind of robotic in the past. She's like, I, I get it, but also, Lewis, you don't have to do this. Yeah. But she's very excited about the uh, about the new office and a new position, a new role. And I'm happy for Katrina. We've watched her kind of 
blossom and grow into this this lawyer that she is. I remember in the early days when she was just like Lewis's sidekick, you know? And so now she's got her own thing going and she needs a sidekick of her own. And so she's going to go to my least favorite character on the show, Brian, to, uh, <laughs> to be her associate. So, all right, here comes Brian. Uh, that's her associate. Ooh. She says, all right, Brian, here's what we're doing. Power ties only. I respect it. Okay. He, has weak, he does have weak ties. All right. And so... We're going to work on the case of high-rise fashion, which I thought Katrina doesn't have any friends, but she does have seemingly have the one friend that needs her to work on this case. <laughs> and so uh, the, the, we never meet her actual friend. Uh, and so high-rise fashion that their designs are getting ripped off. And so uh, with the help of Brian, they're able to, uh, Brian, who's a musician, uh, is able to rely on copyright law from music. I mean, didn't really seem like that that was that big of a leap that she's a little bit like Brian <laughs> you beautiful genius <laughs> like why didn't yeah. I think of that music copyright yeah copyright law is very difficult and so that this was going to be a hard case to to you know to win but yeah the first person who ever came up with this thing the person the the creator of the connection between music and and fashion copywriting uh is Brian she just happens to have a genius on her hands he's mm -hmm. like hey there's a precedent set by this music industry that we could use over here for this case and so because of this precedent we're going to win this case it's going to be good and so Katrina's like she's so happy she could kiss him she does it Whoa. well she does look like she could yeah Okay, so we go back to like uh, this is like kind of interesting to talk about. Like, what what is going on here? Because all right, so they go back and forth, and again, this is similar to where then Brian is like, uh, you know, she's like, I don't want a yes man, and then he's like, uh, Katrina, I think this is a bad idea. Don't do it. She's like, I didn't bring you around here to tell me what I can and can't do, Brian. You were the yeah. worst associate. I should have fired you when I had a chance. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because he starts putting his foot down on stuff like. Katrina, I think you're working too much. Don't you want to have fun? Don't you want to? Don't you want to just take a little, take a little break, go party, let's celebrate, yeah. let's, let's live a little. You know, I'm I'm a new dad. I gotta leave my kid and my wife at home, go hang out with my new boss. Uh, yeah. She's like, okay, that's cool. But she takes her eye off the ball a little bit, and then when things start to blow up, she's like, Brian, I knew it. He's like, I thought you wanted me to be. I, I thought you didn't want a yes man. She's like, Yeah, I wanted somebody who would question my work, yeah. not my work ethic. <sighs> But Brian, you know, he really is, he's such a tease, Chappelle, because he's like, things are going well. He's like, come on, Katrina, let's go out. Let's live up a little. She's like, all right, Brian, you talked me into it. And then at the end of the episode, she's like, wow, Brian, I want to thank you for everything. Like, let's go out. And he's like, Katrina, I, I have to get home to my my baby, my wife. Like, I can't go. I'm a married man. I can't go out with you. Like, Brian, yeah. weren't you the one in the beginning of the episode? It's like, hey, let's go out. Let's celebrate. Let's do this. Uh-huh. And, and, and I can't tell if Brian senses the connection with Katrina as well and that they should be separating because even when she asked him to be his associate, he's like, are you sure you want to do that? She's like, yeah, why would I not want to do that? Because of our, our friendship. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to. You don't think it'll friendship. be weird with me yeah. and you? Me and you being friends and I'm married with a baby and I kind of work for you. She's like, no, it's just, we're just friends mm -hmm. and coworkers. He's like, okay. But then by the end, he's like, I have to go be with my wife and child. So yeah. Bye. But he's Bye, not even like Chappelle. He's not even like, oh, I would love to believe me. Like that would be awesome. I'm like I, I got to get back tonight. You know, I can't. Let's too many nights out. He's just like, what are you like, Katrina? Did you forget <laughs> I'm married? Like, 
this is very inappropriate from you. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, is there HR here? Have we hired them yet? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Okay. Well, when we get HR, I might have to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. I don't like Brian. I do not like, I think he's my least favorite character since Jeff Malone. Like, I'm, well, I don't I, mind him so much, but I just kind of like, he is like a little bit all over the place. In all my notes, I just, I don't even call him Brian in my notes. I just call him Craig from Degrassi. I'm like, Craig from Degrassi, where do you get off? Yeah. I just, I'm just not feeling it. I think it's because I'm very protective over Katrina, right? Because I don't want Katrina to end up in a storyline where it's just like. I feel like uh, he's toying with her a little bit. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. But I also don't even like the idea that it could be a thing. Because, right, if Katrina goes and kisses the married man, then all of a sudden it's, oh, it's Katrina's ruining his man's life. Yeah. And all this other stuff. Bro, she did not ask for this. Go away, Brian. Just, he's kind of mid in general. <laughs> like, what does he bring to the table? Like, he makes yeah. everybody better. He's still yeah. mid. Should have fired him. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, that's Brian. All right. Um, Brian. And so, yeah, Katrina just wants more. She's got senior partner, but don't tell me she wants her name on the door now, too, right? Well, that's what Lewis says. He's like, so I get it. You got senior partner, and now you're thinking, what's next for me? How do I move up even further? And Katrina's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I, um, yeah, that's it, Lewis. And Lewis goes, oh, wait, I know the look on your face. Mm-hmm. You want to have a family. Well, look, Katrina. I'm a wise woman, Katrina, t- once told me that one day someone will love me and I will have a family of my own. And look at me. I got it. So, Katrina, someone one day will love you, too. In the meantime, you don't have that. But good mm-hmm. luck. I was like, OK, thanks, Louis, for the words of advice. But yeah, Katrina wants more. She, I think she I think it's one of those things where when you think you wanted something, you got everything that you wanted, but you realize you don't have anything, anybody to share it with. And she's looking around for who do I celebrate with since Brian already has a celebrate a celebrating person. Right. Like he has a wife and kids to celebrate with. Who is Katrina's person? So eventually Louis asked her, like, hey, you can come out with me. We can we can celebrate. And she's like, "Nah, I'm good. I need to kind of just you know, be alone and sit with these thoughts. So hopefully Katrina finds somebody because sad Katrina is my least favorite Katrina. Do you think we'll, we only got what, 17 episodes uh, left here to go. Do you think that we will see uh, Katrina's personal life at all? Like where, where are we going with Brian and Katrina? I need Brian out of here. Hey, so I hate him. You don't um, think Brian will leave his wife for Katrina, right? I don't want that. First of all, Katrina can do better. Yeah. But also, are they the Brian, new Mike and Rachel? Well, I don't. I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. That just threw up a little bit in my mouth. No, I didn't. We didn't like the twist like here being that Brian is a fraud husband. I didn't. He is a fraud husband. He's a fraud of a lawyer. He's a sham of a person. I don't re- I really hate him, but no, I just think that. I didn't like Mike and Rachel together when they started off as kind of like the oh clandestine love where he's cheating, she's like that's all. I don't like none of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when it comes to Brian and Katrina, I'm like, Katrina, I want you to have a happy relationship that is not you know started that has not started from like being a homewrecker in quotation marks or you know or like infidelity. Let's just give her somebody fresh. Bring in a new hotshot lawyer. Name him something. And just have Katrina fall in love with them. And you got 17 episodes. We saw Lewis fall in love with somebody, plan a wedding and a marriage and a baby all in like three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara. So yeah. I think we could do the same thing with Katrina. Chappelle, who is getting the Liddy Award for this episode? Not Brian. Not yeah. Brian. Not Brian. This is tough because I feel like that nothing really got settled. Nobody moved any needles yet. Right. We got Harvey and, and Robert Zane coming to a, like, well, 
You know, just I guess let we him, should let them fight. Let them fight. Um, it's like, whose idea you know, if like me and idea, uh, right? my wife are like, oh, we can't stop the kids from fighting. So let's just let them beat the hell out of each other. At the end of the right. day, one of them will win the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will win and then we'll move on. Like once the fight happens, it, they just let, them, fought, just let them fight. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. This is tough. Okay. So let's, let's count out. Uh, let's count. Maybe Katrina. She did get to see your partner. She did. And she won her case. She got promoted. She has the personal win. Uh, I'm just a little bit like uh, at the end of the episode, like what is she left with? Uh, like what are her feelings with Brian at the end of the episode? Well, stop. Bring, we don't like him. Uh, if, listen, if her feelings are negative toward Brian, then she gets the Liddy. If she still, if she kind of likes Brian, she's a disqualified. I guess so. I think good for me, it's a reluctant Liddy for, I mean, really nobody even settles like the Bratton and Gould thing. The Thomas no. Bratton just passes away. And then mm -hmm. ultimately Samantha and Alex are going to uh, have it out. So, I mean, I feel like that in this spot earlier this season, we've given it to Donna, but Donna doesn't really. No, she doesn't do anything. Push the, she likes um, okay. Yeah. We'll give it to Katrina, a reluctant Liddy yes. today for Katrina. Back on the lower board in Liddy. season eight. Yeah. Lowercase Liddy. Okay. Um, then uh, we talked about the references to Arnold Schwarzenegger. We talk about Terminator. I don't think I've ever seen Predator. Have you watched Predator? I'm sure I watched it in the real time, but that was, you know, decades mm -hmm. ago. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I actually, I have a vivid scene, like in my mind, I can see a scene from the, from Predator, but I couldn't tell you the plot. No. Okay. And then there was Alien versus Predator as Alien well. Do you Predator. remember Alien? Um, you know what? I, I, I know like about Alien, but I've never sat and watched Alien from start to finish. I think I had a McDonald's Happy Meal toy that was Alien. I don't think they had McDonald's Happy Meal about Alien. I'm telling you, they did, man. It was a thing. Or or at least Predator. They had one of them. Maybe it was McDonald's. Maybe it was Burger King. Burger King was always kind of ghetto. Yeah. I, think, I don't think McDonald's Happy Meal, Aliens versus Predator. <laughs> it was prior to Aliens versus Predator. It was just when it was it's Aliens or Predator. Let's see. Um, McDonald's Happy Meal, Aliens versus... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they did. Aliens Happy I, I, Meal? Why would I make this up? <laughs> from 2013? No, sir, I was not eating uh, Happy Meals in 2013. That's what I'm saying. You got to go way back into the archives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 2013. I've been eating Happy Meals since I was like four. <laughs> like, I've been eating grown man meals ever since. I've been eating Happy Pautis meals, maybe. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess we'll see if we get to the bottom of that. All right. Yeah. Um, I just have one piece of feedback about this episode. Patty wrote in and said, uh, motion to delay had the most occurrences uh -oh. of folder slamming for the season at eight. And as a personal note, I like this from Patty. Um, I hear folders being slammed now in every show or movie I watch, but no, I do not keep track of them on a spreadsheet. <laughs> Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Patty. Thank yes. you, Patty. Okay. Uh, well, we prom yeah. Patty got promoted to senior partner before Katrina did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Patty... Patty did a lot more heavy lifting than Katrina. Katrina was bouncing in and out of the law firm. Katrina got fired. We would never fire Patty. No. She went to another podcast. No. Uh, Katrina yeah. did. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Chappelle, anything else from you about this? Nope. Good episode that is going to build into what seems like our prize fight and mid-season yeah, finale. Our, our, of the I season. guess our final mid-season finale. I don't know if they have one in episode in season uh the 10 episode season nine. 
Yeah, that would be weird, but you know, because we normally get about half halfway through around ten. So yeah, maybe like five and five. I couldn't really see that happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe our final midseason finale. And like I said, the uh, the the big prize fight. Who's going to get their name on the wall? I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if the suspense is built enough to where I'm like, ooh, I gotta see it. Kind of like, okay, well, I'll watch it eventually. But um, no, I think that's what we're here for. We're here to see. Uh, Do you have a prediction? No, not really. I think that you have Samantha and Robert on one side, Alex and Harvey on yeah. the other side. Because so it's not like it's, it's what is it called like a manager match or like a lumberjack match where you have like your other people outside. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> if I had to predict it, I would say I would predict Samantha just because like what has Alex Williams proven to me at least like a Samantha's a closer. Samantha is a closer, but. Harvey doesn't like to lose either. So it's got, so, you know, it's like the fight is really Samantha versus Alex, but deep down, don't you think it's Harvey versus, and Alex versus Samantha? Like, they're going to jump up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, you know how it goes. You know, it's like not, not yeah. physically jump yeah. her, obviously, but you know, like, like, like a Delaware jump. Like a Delaware jump. Yeah. Like with a powdered wig and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I think Harvey hates to lose and he owes Alex. Remember, that's the thing. He always told Alex from jump, I had you. And then he went back on his word already. If Alex doesn't get his name on the wall, if I'm Alex, I quit. You know, like there's no way. I'm just saying like, Harvey, why do I jump through all these hoops for you? And then the one thing I asked for, you'd never give it to me. And it's like, bro, what am I doing here? So yeah, I think if Alex doesn't win, it might be our last episode with Dulé as our in our uh, in our main cast. He, or he'll be in the main cast, but probably at a different law firm. Okay. All right. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about season eight, episode 10, the mid-season finale. So uh looking forward to that one. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show and follow me on Instagram at Chappelle TNT. All right. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.